We all know content is vital when it comes to building a brand on the web, but one of the most tricky parts about creating content is knowing what type of content to create or more specifically, which mediums to use when we're publishing. We're gonna talk about this and more on The Rightly Show. It's the program that helps you start and grow a brand-centric online business through the fusion of form and function. This is The Rightly Show. Hello and welcome to the program. My name is Thomas McGee and this is The Rightly Show. So right now I've got something new that's going on that's pretty exciting. It's only going to be available for a limited time, but it is 100% free. It's actually a workshop that I am teaching and you can find it over at rightly.training slash launch. And the reason I decided to create this training was because it's really difficult to know exactly how to launch a product into the world. So maybe you've got a course or a seminar or an ebook or a physical book or software or plugins or something that you offer, but maybe if you're like me, you've had a little bit of a tough time figuring out how to launch it. And there is a lot that goes into it. I remember when I I created my very first product, I just kind of sent an email to my list and just kind of hoped that it went well. But there was a couple of years back, I actually discovered the product launch formula by Jeff Jeff Walker. I've gone through it myself. I've gone out to LaunchCon at one point and learned a lot especially not only going through PLF, but also working with a number of clients who regularly launch massive, massive products or do massive launches of their products year round. So I've kind of garnered a a lot of information in terms of what makes a product launch successful. Obviously, you have to have a really good product and you have to have an audience to share that product with, but I've learned firsthand the power of a product launch. Now, one of the big problems that I've encountered, and I've heard a lot of other people encounter as well, is that that's all well and good to learn the process of the product launch formula or going through something PLF style, but it's really tricky to create a product launch website. So I've actually gone through and and this particular workshop is all about showing you, I, t- I show some of the basics of how to get started with the product launch formula or going through and creating a product launch. But as I mentioned in the workshop, if you wanna learn the product product launch formula, you're gonna wanna go to Jeff Walker. What I do in this workshop is I teach you how to create a product launch website. And I think as you go through this workshop, you'll begin to see more and more as I go through each of these videos, the value of doing a product launch. And even if, here's kind of one of the interesting things about it as well, even if you don't have a product yet, this can actually give you some ideas for how to create one. Um, So I know that product launches and the sequenced style of putting together a product launch has completely changed the way that I approach creating products Uh, and really just running my business in general. So this is only available for a short period of time. So you're definitely gonna wanna jump over there and sign up. Like I said, it is totally free and you can find it over at rightly.training slash launch. Again, that's rightly.training slash launch. Become a Rightly subscriber and never miss a thing. Go to rightly.show slash subscribe to get the latest tools, resources, videos, and more. Best of all, it's free. Rightly.show slash subscribe.
Okay, so it's been a little while since I published a new episode on The Rightly Show, and that is actually on purpose, believe it or not. I've actually been spending the last month or two months trying to put together a more cohesive content strategy. And a lot of that has to do with determining where and how I'm going to publish. So what I wanted to do today is break down for you kind of four main points share a little bit about what it's been like going through and creating my own content strategies so that hopefully it may help in some small way as you are creating your own. So I decided to put a pause on the podcast for a little while. Uh, And like I said, that was because I wanted to begin the process of figuring out where I want to publish. Now, the interesting thing about creating content is that there's a lot of folks out there who just kind of like to give a template. They like to say, okay, so what you should do is you should should blog every day. Or the very first thing you must do, you have to do, if you want to start a brand on the web, is you got to start blogging and blog at least once a week. If you can get it more than that, great. If you can get it every day, even better. Just start blogging, blog, blog, blog. And that's actually what I did in large part when I first started out with my online business. I started blogging. I never quite got up to every single day. I think I did two times a week, three times a week at one point. I got pretty creative too. So I would, not only would I write long form articles, but I would also kind of interweave, like I designed into my site, obviously since I'm a designer and a WordPress developer, I built in there a place where I could embed, you know, other people's videos or I could link, you know, create special short posts that link directly to other articles so I can kind of mix in some curation with the things that I wrote. And over time, I did get a few articles in there that, you know, started to get some decent traffic and then that traffic I could turn into, you know, leads by having different lead magnets on my site and it it did okay. Uh, And I still do get traffic to my site from a number of the articles I've written in the past, but I've always kind of, uh, I've always, I've never really been a huge fan of the general advice of just get started, start blogging, that works for everyone. Because the reality is, it's not necessarily the case. I found that especially myself, is that in order to know, I know it's not quite the thing that most of us want to hear. But in order to be successful with your content creation, one of the best things that you can do is to experiment. I mean, there is a little bit of educated guesses that you can make based upon the content that you create. There are specific types of content that work better for different mediums, and I'll get into the specifics here shortly. But I'm never, I'm not really a fan of this notion that you just have to start blogging and that blogging is for everyone because it's not. Not all of us are wonderful writers. I'm certainly not. If it weren't for tools like Grammarly, I don't think you'd be able to even make out what I'm trying to say. But the the main point is that don't necessarily, the, the biggest lesson I've learned over the last several years is don't let anyone tell you that you have to follow a specific formula. The formula that you need to follow is what works. When you find something that works, keep doing it and improve upon it over time. So that's kind of the the general overview in terms of a lesson to take away when it that I've personally taken away as I've been doing my own content. Okay, so I mentioned that I took a break from the podcast for a little while. And the biggest reason was because I wanted to start experimenting with some other mediums. So recently I started a channel over on YouTube. Um, so just slowly, slowly, slowly starting to create content over there. And I wanted to make sure that I was really consistent on there. So every week now I come out with a new video, uh, and if you'd like to check it out, it's just rightly.tv. 
Uh, but I'm coming out with a new video there. And the reason, there's a couple of different reasons why I wanted to experiment with YouTube. And I'm going to share this with you so that you can, it gets you thinking about your own content strategy as you begin creating more content or if you even, even if you haven't started yet. So I'm a designer and a web developer, but my audience is not other web developers and other designers. That's what a lot of designers and developers do is they just target other people in their industry. They just target their peers. And I've never really understood that because the people you work for, the people you do work for are very rarely going to be designers or developers. It's going to be a different market altogether. So my goal is to try to take what I do as a designer, as a developer, as a person who works with marketers and other people running their own businesses. I want to share my perspective to people who are not designers. So if you run any type of business, if you're an entrepreneur, if you are an author or an artist, or even if you run a brick and mortar, my goal would be to share this insight with you from a from a design perspective, but not necessarily so that you can become a designer. Um, I think the more perspectives we have as we're running our businesses, the better. Now, that being said, a lot of what I have to contribute, a lot of what I am able to share and be helpful with is very visual. Since I am a designer, a lot of what I'm going to be doing or showing or showcasing is going to be things like tutorials or software that I'm using or things like that. And so with that being the case, I felt that video was going to be the best fit. That was going to be the place where I should probably at least try. Um, so I've been experimenting with it now, I think about two months. And in terms of it's not a massive channel by any means, it's but it is growing. So uh, it's one of those things where I always like to try it out, see if it's feasible for the content to be created on a regular basis, A, and B, if it's actually going to be useful. So I've been getting a, a decent amount of emails from people who are finding it genu genuinely useful. It's actually, you know, helping people. There's a decent amount of engagement on it. And that's really what I'm trying to gauge as I'm doing that. If I find that there's going to be, if there's some traction in that area, then I'll persist with doing it. So in the past, like I said, I've, been, I've done blog posts and that sort of thing. Uh, but what I found with blog posts is that it takes a lot more time and you get a lot less out of it. At least I did. And I think one of the reasons for that has to do in large part because there are so many people out there blogging. So my approach to doing video was that if I could do it well, at least up to a certain level, then I think I could gain some traction here. So I actually went out, purchased some camera equipment, uh, got real strategic with the topics I was going to cover uh, and tried to do, you know, make the the videos that I produced at a quality for which I would typically charge for them. And I think that's a that's a big key as well. So one of the things that I discovered, however, as I was creating video content, as I was mapping out my specific content that I was going to be creating for videos on YouTube, is that there was a pretty big overlap with the podcast. So I decided, you know what, let's just try, let's just continue with the videos for a little while on YouTube, put the podcast on hold, and then kind of figure out what's working on YouTube and what would work better on the podcast because what I never want to do and I see this all the time and I, maybe it's just a pet peeve for me but what I see a lot is people who are primarily podcasters who take their podcasts take their podcast artwork and then just slap it up on YouTube 
I never really wanted to do that. Vice versa, I never wanted to just record the audio from one of my videos and stick it onto a podcast. I'm not a big fan of just repurposing content. If I'm going to create content in a medium, I want it to be the best it can possibly be or reasonably be for that medium. Because your time is valuable. I I wouldn't want to listen to content that's just repurposed. And so I figured neither would you. So I want to make sure whatever I'm creating is valuable in the medium in which it is being consumed. So that posed a problem. So what is it that I'm going to do then from within the podcast? And what am I going to do on the YouTube channel? So there may still be some overlap. However, something I'm not going to do is I'm not going to just create content and then repurpose it somewhere else. So what I'm going to do at this point, my plan moving forward, is to focus with the videos on things that are more tutorial-based. doesn't mean they're going to all be tutorials. There may be, like I said, some overlap of the podcast in terms of the topics I cover, but there's going to be a lot more tutorials. So I did one called, you know, How I Use the Full Focus Planner, which is something put out by Michael Hyatt. Um, And so I went through and I showed specifically how I use it. I show the planner, I review the planner, I show screenshots and screen captures of how, you know, the different software I use. So it's it's very visual, things that thrive in a visual environment I'm going to publish on YouTube. Things that are more conceptual or things that can be explained or expounded upon, uh, typically a little bit longer than a video. Video is probably going to be about 10 minutes. Podcast probably going to be anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes. Those type of topics I'm going to reserve for the podcast. Uh, I may from time to time in a rare occasion bring on a guest and do an interview type format, but that's not going to be primarily what this show is about. Because one of the things I've found when it comes to podcasts is that interviews are pretty common. And what I've found as I've listened to a number of different podcasts is that I like them. They're great. They're interesting to listen to. But you just kind of see a lot of people just kind of following everybody else's pattern, which is the same podcast guests jumping on the same shows or kind of swapping shows or that sort of thing. And it just kind of becomes redundant. And a lot of what you get with that is the same advice that you've kind of been hearing over and over again. Every now and then there's something new or unique or there's an interesting story that gets popped in there. But it's very repetitive. So in this podcast, what I want to do is start to dive into some more conceptual things that revolve around design or website usability or, you know, share some of the projects that I'm creating and some of the lessons I've learned through them or some of the things, the tactics and the strategies that I myself am using or I see some of my customers using as well. I want to make it as practical for you as possible. So it's a big part of why I'm even taking the time to share a little bit of the content strategy that I've been going through with you. So at this point in time, my plan is to publish regularly on two mediums. Uh, So that would be here on the podcast, so audio. And then I'm going to continue to publish on YouTube once a week. And I'm doing both of those on Wednesdays right now. My plan is eventually to get to two videos a week. I would still do the podcast once a week, but that's my plan moving forward. So now I wanted to dive into, I've kind of shared my basic content strategy and and the different ways I'm treating both mediums. But I wanted to break down four main things to consider as you're developing your own content strategy. And number one, why should we create content? What's the purpose of content? What is it for? Because again, a lot of people just go out to, you know, the different marketers out there who just kind of say, start your blog, start blogging. Start. Well, the, the first question you have to ask is why? What's the purpose? What's the goal? Where are we trying to get? 
And number one, you're trying to get, you're start, A, you're trying to establish yourself as an authority for what you do. You're trying to share your knowledge. You're trying to reach people who could genuinely benefit from you. So that's the first thing. The, the first thing we're trying to do as we're creating content, which we're, tr we're trying to deliver value to the people who we tr who are trying to reach. Now, the reason for reaching them may be a widespread variety of ways. You may be trying to sell them your services, your software, your products, or you just may be trying to create influence or just spread awareness or information about a particular topic. But that's the reason for why content. Content is the vehicle that will get you there. So you can't just come to a person and say, hey, buy my product. You have to give them a reason to trust you and your product and the thing that you're creating. And the content that you create is kind of a road to get there. So number two, we have to determine who is your content for? Who are the people that you're trying to reach? Like I mentioned previously, unlike most designers, I'm not primarily speaking to designers. Now, I think there's some things from a business perspective that other designers could get out of the content that I deliver, but that's not primarily who I am trying to reach. I'm trying to reach coaches, consultants, independent professionals, entrepreneurs, people who are trying to build a brand on the web. And that could be a personal brand, that could be a corporate brand. I'm trying to help people do that better through the expertise that I'm able to share that. So ask the question, who is my content for? And then number three is what type of content should you create? Like I said, as I've been experimenting throughout the years, I've come down to two. Um, video and audio and the particular channels in which I'm going to be publishing those. Like technically I could publish my videos on Vimeo. I know that Vimeo isn't nearly as diverse or as wide of a community as YouTube. YouTube is literally the second most prominent website on the web. It is the second most prominent search engine on the web. So from a purely strategic standpoint, it makes sense to choose YouTube over Vimeo. You might say you can just publish it in both. At this point, the amount of time it would take to do that, it just isn't worth it. So you have to make a decision. What type of content should you create? Now you can definitely start with, if you genuinely have no idea which way to go and you just wanna get started, writing a blog isn't a bad idea. I know I said earlier that you don't necessarily have to start there and that's the point. Don't feel like there is one magic silver bullet that's going to work in every single situation. The truth is there isn't. You just have to start with one that you make the best educated guess that you can. If I had, if I started over today, I would probably have focused more on video over articles, but that's not to say I will never write another article. Sometimes the type of content that you're creating, um, the actual topics that you're covering may fit in different uh, areas better. Um, so part of it is just coming up with a strategy. And the big thing with that is making sure that you don't bite off more than you can chew. So like, I know multiple people who, um, I've even done this in the past too, where you, you decide, yeah, I'm going to write a blog post for like, you know, three blog posts a week, and they're all going to be really epic. And they're going to have, you know, tons of content. They're going to, they're just going to be massive, epic, you know, <laughs> articles every single time. And then over time, it just, you start to get burnt out or you run out of ideas or, you know, start small, start, pick one channel. If you haven't started yet, pick one channel, one medium, 
and just do it consistently. And then as you start doing that consistently and you have that continuing for say a month or two, then up it to more if necessary. That's been my plan along with the YouTube channel. Uh, Start with one a week. If I can do that for two or three months straight, I think I've gone about two, two and a half months, about two months, I think. Then I might up that to two a week. I don't plan on going three a week, but uh, because again, the big thing, one of the big things that I've considered is I don't want to let the quality of each video slip for the sake of, of, you know, quantity. I want quality to always be there. Um, So those are some things to consider, but just to determine what type of content you should create. So there's a lot of different options, not just audio or video or blog posts. You can just write emails to your list and that's a great way to do it. So you can do uh, webinars. So and a big a big thing that I, I always try to mention in pretty much every episode when it comes to building a brand on the web, and this is what's this is key, can't forget this, is that it's really important, regardless of what type your content, what type of content you're creating, that you're always building an email list. So you'll hear me repeat this over and over again. But it's fruitless, it's it's worthless, it's a waste of time to build a huge following on YouTube or on Medium or, you know, even get a bunch of traffic to your website if you're not converting them over to leads or getting them on a list of people that you can't at that you can at a later time turn into paying customers. So that's very important to keep in mind as you're creating your content. And number four. The thing, the other really important thing to keep in mind that trumps everything else. Um, you can throw everything else out the window that I've said at this point in terms of where to publish, you know, when to get started, how to get started, where, you know, the different mediums and channels. Throw all that out the window. If you only get one thing right, this is what you have to get right. And this, and it's that you have to deliver value and transformation with whatever it is that you create. If it's a blog post, Make it the absolute best blog post that you can create. If it's a video, put your heart into it. You know, if you're recording video, turn your phone sideways so that it's not in portrait mode. You know, little things like that. It doesn't necessarily have to be the absolute best thing ever created. You just have to put your heart into it, A. And B, it has to be genuinely valuable for the people who are going to consume it. There's so so much content being created out there today, and it's... it's offered out there as, you know, the, the label that always accompanies it is authentic. This is just authentic content. You know, this blog post or this video or this audio recording is just, it's authentic. But in reality, it doesn't actually offer any real value to the person. It's just like I said earlier, a repurposed YouTube video, or it's just a repurposed podcast with a podcast art just kind of put on there. Remember that when you're creating content, people may not be paying you for it, monetarily, but they are giving you their attention. They're giving you their time. So you want to make sure that every second of theirs that you take, you're trying your absolute utmost to deliver real value for them. Um, And just doing that and making that your effort in every piece of content that you create, that alone is going to set you leagues above all the sea of other types of content that are being created out there today. It's going to make a massive difference. Okay, so hopefully you found that useful. Like I said, I'm going to be sharing a lot more. Uh, There's a ton of other topics I want to cover in upcoming episodes. So if you're not already, make sure you subscribe. I would also really appreciate it if you leave me a review 
always do appreciate that. Like I said, I've got a free workshop going on right now too. That's only going to be available for a limited time. So if you haven't already, make sure you jump on over to rightly.training slash launch. Again, that's rightly.training slash launch. Thanks so much for tuning in today. And until next time, go out there and create a brand that is truly rightly designed. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the program. If you found it useful, please take a quick moment to leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or the medium of your choosing.